Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. It's just bigger man to get on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. I love that about you, right, Drew? That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I do love that. Drew's eating a cookie, everybody. I was eating a cookie, and I almost shared it with Phil, but I thought, oh, it's chocolate in here. I can't. You ever give a dog chocolate? I don't know. I've given them whatever. I, I don't. I don't care. I. I. I treat them like animals, <laughs> not like special needs kids or something. Everyone wants to treat them like something else. I just <laughs> sort of treat them like animals. I love <clears throat> my favorite thing is Phil. He's got big chompers, right? And he when he opens his mouth, it makes a noise. I go, yeah, you yeah. know, and then when he slams, it's like, Pop. yeah. And I'll I'll sit there and I'll just be cutting on some steak or something. I'll just chuck. I'll just throw stuff up. And he's like, don't, don't, <laughs> like in the Blues Brothers when he's throwing them shrimp at the at the fine restaurant. Remember. All movies of the 80s had the fine dining restaurant. Like, sir, you can't come in here. Like, remember that? Yes. Tavern on the Green, you yes. know. And then the upper class people that were eating there were like, well, I never. Yeah. Like, other like, people. Like, they were the time travelers from the 40s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The over. great Gatsby rich yeah. people. Yeah. And they'd go out to eat, and everyone was just a snob. Wow. Remember, like, they, they did that. those people? They don't. They don't. They do, don't make them like that they anymore. Don't make mo- they don't do movies where people who are out at fine restaurants are yeah. like snobby. No, anymore. that's a convention that's gone. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Not since the epic Deuce Bigelow European Gigolo, where uh, he was at the fine bistro yeah. in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Rob Lowe. I mean, uh, Schneider. Rob, Rob Schneider was, and. Uh, he had this gal with a defect, and uh, she had a penis where her nose. I was going to say, yeah. wasn't that the defect? There was a yeah, but here was the problem. I'm not a doctor, but you tell me if this okay. is realistic. She sneezed, semen would come flying yeah. from, her, from her nose. Well, if you have a penis in your nose, of course, semen. Uh, and then it's it got to come out of a penis. And there's right? all the gentry sitting around, and it's hitting them in the face, and it's getting in their soup. And, and their thing was, "How dare you?" They said, "Good day." Their monocle fell out. I got to say, like, you know, they do those crime things where they interview the guy and there's like 43 years working homicide in Chicago. <laughs> I've never seen anything this bad. Yeah. That's what I feel like as a comedic writer. <laughs> Been at this 30 years. I've never seen anything this incompetent, this insane, and this insulting. <laughs> like, I've, I've really, I'm really, I'm a comedian and I'm, I, I feel insulted well, by that scene. You always want to be the worst, not the second worst. So at least it's the worst. What I can't figure out is there's table reads and stuff. Like, like executives are looking at the script. Nobody stood up and went, uh, hang on a second. A storyboard artist had to draw that. Well, we <laughs> tested it on a 14-year-old and they seemed to like it. She's sneezing and everyone's getting sprayed in the face with semen. Yeah. And then, then at the end, the guy eats it. Because uh. it lands in a soup and he doesn't <laughs> notice. You know, like when you're at a restaurant and something lands in your soup? Yeah. That flew across the room? Yeah. But you're looking the other way? Yeah. And you just uh, eat it. Everyone has that. Drew, you, I don't think you really realize just how bad that that is. Like how like egregiously, insanely. <laughs> I see the disgust. It's, it's so bad. I, I'm, I'm always wonder. It's it like made money. It's like watching Kevin Hart do stand up. It's oh. like whoa! Like, oh. Wow, was that bad? Like what is going on? Well. 
Drew doesn't know about your Kevin Hart. I didn't know about your Kevin Hart thing. That was on uh, the Corolla show. Uh, when you watch him do stand up, it's just like, I don't even know what he's saying. It's insane. Yeah. Got a lot of energy, though. Must be funny. Does have a lot of energy. Definitely energy. That's what we're all looking for. I feel like you get homeless guys beaked up enough, they have a lot of energy, but it doesn't mean you want to hear what they have to say. Speaking of this, you, you mentioned something a couple of days ago. I, I never, I, I, the thought stayed with me. I wrote it down and I, I, I don't, didn't quite get where you were going. You said all roads lead to dignity. I, I was asking how we're going to get out of this mess, the harassment, all this stuff. And you said all roads lead to dignity. What, what did you mean by that? Do you remember this? Yes. Uh, well, uh, yes. It's 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 something that I always say, which is we cannot control or legislate everything. Right. It is simply dogs on an airplane. It was pretty much understood that if you needed a service dog, you could use a service dog. But it was it was left up to everybody not to travel with their dog simply because they wanted to travel with their dog. So we, and, we all need to have more dignity. Be more well, dignified. Well, what, what, what prevents me from traveling with my dog is I think, A, I would feel foolish. And then B, Lynette would never permit it. <laughs> I would never permit her. Like, I don't know where all these. What would the neighbors say? Thank you. I, I don't know what all these crazy crackpot chicks and dudes. I don't know who's at home. You know what I mean? Like if Lynette said. I'm going to Boston. I'm bringing Phil. It's an interesting I, I, point. I'd say, what? Wouldn't you bet? But on I it? went online. I got it. I got it. Well, I went online. There's a quack a doctor, and for forty nine dollars, I got a certificate that says I need to travel with Phil. I'd be I'm like, build a case. The the fact is that the way humans build the capacity to regulate unpleasant feelings is in relationships. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if those people are primarily alone. Huh? There's so many of them, Drew. Uh-huh. That they have to be with somebody. Uh, it's statistically they can't all. Do, yeah. You can't go through the airport and see that many. No, it's these. I see the pee whipped guy meeting them at the curb when the chick is traveling with two dogs. And they're like fucking Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> they, they're both in on the crime. Right. I don't yeah. get it. Richard Belzer used to. He was the first guy to do this. He traveled with his dog and he traveled like for his wife and his dog and he had a big dog he traveled i remember thinking what the fuck really yeah these people all have person by the way they're all crazy narcissists like yeah. it's a narcissistic disorder to be able to voice that on other people and not have the first thing you have to have is shame. who cares about what other people think right. and then no shame yeah. and whatever belzer has that yeah. and he traveled with this huge like poodle and it was a seizure alert dog. And I remember asking you at the seizures? time, what does that mean? How does that work? Does he have seizures? He has a narcissism disorder <laughs> and wants to travel with a dog. Narcissistic seizures. Disorder. Ugh. Right. So he travels with a full-size dog. Uh, but he did it way before anybody did it. Wow. Like way before. And then everyone else just sort of caught on, which is, hey, I'm a narcissist. I'd like to travel with my dog as well. There he is. Wow. So this is him bringing his dog to a black tie event or whatever it is. Oh, seeing him reminds me. Uh, All people that bring their dogs to events, although my dog's in the I studio I have forgotten now, for two weeks to mention this to you. They Ray, have a narcissistic disorder. Anyone who does that has a disorder, okay. a narcissistic disorder. This has nothing but, to do with narcissism. But he but. was doing it way before anyone else was, and now everyone else. So the person sitting next to him on the plane went, uh, I like my dog. 
Now, I don't go, I like my dog. I just go, something's wrong with that guy. Yeah. And I'd never, I'd never want to be that person. But other people go, why not my dog? Yeah. And then so they go home and they get a note. And then the problem is, is businesses start popping up to support insane narcissists, which is, oh, go online and go to uh, rxpooch.com and go get your note online. They'll make it super easy. And then they do that. And then everyone starts getting a note. And now, if you're the only guy on the plane, unless you have a personality disorder, it's difficult. But if there's a, nine other people on the plane, well, you'll be the 10th yeah. with the dog. Who cares? Who cares? And now it's easier. And now the barrier to entry in terms of your dignity gets a lot easier. So, so you'd like us to regain our dignity? I would. I'd also like the... Or do spouses we, and neighbors and everyone to start calling these people out. Well, Sarah, do we start shaming people that? Need well, to be who's shamed? been screaming about this for over a decade? About the dogs? Yeah, you. Okay, who else? Okay, why? Where's everyone else? Why am I the only one screaming about this? Why am I the asshole who doesn't want people who have a medical necessity to travel with their fucking dog? Why? Where's their outrage? Where's it been? Well, they're fucking cowards. So they better pipe up. You got a fucking microphone, pipe up. So so you need but it's we we need to encourage everybody to regain their dignity. Yes? Is that what is that, that would be nice. Yeah. Or everyone with a microphone could start shaming the shit out so of these shaming. fucking super weak people. Are there other areas we need shaming? We need shaming in all all, in all areas. areas. Okay. All areas. Yes. Everyone needs to do this. And that's the look, we were talking before. It's like they sit around the views like Matt Damon made some unfortunate comments about women's rights. Mm, mm, mm. No, somebody needs to pipe up and go, what are you talking about? That's He's 100% right. You're 100% wrong. If you want to break it down, we can break it down. Not, don't all sit around and go, mm, mm, mm. that just leads to more. Yeah. So I don't know who the sane gatekeepers are, but they better pi- pipe it up. Because now we're at a thing where it's like, Oh, what are we going to do about all these dogs on the plane? Well, I guess we'll have to start making some rules about, you know, okay, but we wouldn't have had to get here if everyone started piping up. And, of course, the air, the airlines, everyone wants to get along. Everyone just wants to get along. Sure. Yeah, that's how the Holocaust started. Like everyone just looked the other way and get along. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. People start piping up. These fucking nut jobs shouldn't be traveling on these flights with their goddamn pets. I knew it well over a decade ago. I don't know why wh- – why don't more people talk about it? Well, now they have to. I, I, why didn't they see it coming? Yeah. It, it felt like there was bigger fish to fry. Sort of Is it in 50 years we'll all be chicks? I don't know where that um, – it's all chronicle. It's yeah. all chronicle. It's chronicle. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yes, look, dignity. That's all we have. We have to get back to it. And look, shame he, people who are not being dignified. Well, look, you go I, to – okay, hold on a second. Gary, get me out of a monocle and a you go to a bat. You go to a crappy part of town, right, Yeah. here in L.A. You look down a sidewalk, you see gum, or the remnants, black circles where gum spit on the sidewalk, gum, gum. Sometimes you can't even see the sidewalks. It's all black circles, right? Mm-hmm. You go to uh, Tokyo, Japan, you look down, you don't see any of that. Singapore. Singapore. Well, you get caned. But the yeah. point is, is you look down – I don't know, in Germany, whatever. Yeah. And you look down, you don't see it. Why? Yeah. Because they have more stringent laws or they have coached their people up that, hey, when you're done with the gum, 
You don't just let it come sailing out of your mouth. Someone else is going to step on it. Yeah. You wrap it up in a piece of paper and you dispose of it. Do, do How are we ever going to have enough cops to say, don't let that piece of gum sail out of your mouth? So I wonder if dignity is the right word. Deco- just consideration. Well, just dignity consideration is for... considered like highfalutin. Yeah. Decorum is considered yeah. dignity. Is decorum connected to dignity? No, just be considerate. Be, be, be a community member. Don't be a narcissist. Here's you know? what I would say. You, you want to know what the key to all of this is, Drew? What? Would you like to know the key? I would like to know. Are you all sitting? Yes. Oh, well, Chris, sit down. There, sitting. You sitting down, Max Panna? Yeah. Have one fucking modality. One way. You do things one way. You don't have the way you treat the microwave at work. And then the way you treat the microwave at home, you have one way. You make your food. If there's a mess or an accident or something, you wipe it down, air it out, clean it out, whatever. Quiet. You have one, one modality with the coffee pot, with the bathroom, with the microwave, with the gum. If you wouldn't let gum go flying out of your mouth on your own driveway, then you wouldn't do it on the subway. Don't have a subway mode and my driveway mode. Most everyone I know who's this person and who's a fuck up has two or three modes. They got the my shit mode. They got the your shit mode. They got the person I want to fuck mode. They got the cops watching mode. They got the cops not watching mode. They got the traveling through Mexico mode and the traveling through Chicago mode. They got all the different fucking modes. And so what are they going to do with their gum when they're done? Well, if they're sitting in their living room, they have this mode. Stand up. Find a piece of paper. Wrap it up. Throw it in the garbage can. If they're walking through the subway, they have spit it at a homeless guy mode. Here's what I'm saying, everybody. Don't have five fucking modes. Have one mode. The The right way you do it. If you put the fucking lid on the peanut butter in the container at home, then you do it at work. If If you put the lid down on the toilet when you're done using the john at home, then you what do we do with the people? This is a big fucking problem. What do we do? And I'm fucking pissed because I don't like it. I don't mind the people that are just full tarred and I fuck my own shit up and I'll spit gum all over those, my house. Man. There's a lot of those. No, there are not. I think so. That's, Let, that's the group no, I'm no, afraid listen, of. Listen, the guy, the guy I know, uh, Gary at the other shop, yeah. he's all over the road, but he leaves at 3 p.m. and at 2.58. You're looking at his taillights going down that road. He never fucks that thing up. (laughs) Everything else, he's catch as catch can. Not that, and not covering his car. He covers his car every day. And he's gone by 259 and a quarter. So he knows that's his stuff. And when he gets to his stuff, he's pretty damn good. When he gets to your stuff, things get real blurry. Got it. Right? I would ask you, look. If you're Jim Ignatowski, you're Jim Ignatowski right. through and through. Right. But you're not you, you, you're not a Swiss timepiece when it comes to leaving and then all over the road with my shed. Yeah. No, you're you're letting me know. Think about the people, Drew. I'm mm. pissed. I'm pissed because I don't want to see two fucking modes with people. Everybody does that, and they do it. The thing they do this. 
comes to the concert, comes to the band, comes to the event, comes to the thing they want to do. Oh, they never fucked that up. Yeah. But when it comes to whatever they had to do over here or co- over there and handle this business or do that, oh, yeah, I forgot. How's that work? Yeah, yeah. They become imbeciles when it comes to shit they don't want to do. And they become experts and black belts at the shit they want to do. Look, I will accept you being a fuck up for everything, but don't give me you're on top of this shit and then all of a sudden you become an imbecile when it comes to doing that. These are the same people who are like, hey, you owe me $10,000. Hey, uh, I, th- I thought I paid you back. Didn't I pay you back? Bullshit, you didn't pay me back. You know you didn't pay me back. And by the way, if I owed you $10,000, if I owed you $10,000, you think you'd be a sort of catch-as-catch-can and loosey-goosey like, hey, did you pay me that money? Jeez, I guess we don't, we'll never really know because that's how it is when you owe me 10000 But if I owed you, do you think we'd approach it with that same sort of casualness of, oh, maybe you did pay me, maybe you didn't? Fuck that. It's two modes, and that's bullshit because that makes you a liar. It makes you a liar. You're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm not a high finance guy. Yeah, except for when I owe you money, you are. So are you or aren't you? Well, what you are is you're a liar. But you're lying to yourself. You're not lying to me. I see who you are. Mm. You need to have one goddamn mode, and that mode is simply the right way to do things. And you incorporate that into your life. You have it permeate all facets of your life, and that's it. There is no difference between the sidewalk that your driveway goes against and the sidewalk that's in Compton. You don't spit your gum out. Yeah. That's your mode. Yeah. Now, if you're going to have two or three modes, Drew, Mm -hmm. well, then, of course, it's going to get screwed up because it's going to be like, uh, whose sidewalk or how close are we to my house? Should I spit this? This is a work microwave, but do I work here? Am I going to use it again? Maybe I should only blow up half a burrito in this microwave (laughs) and not clean it up because I may (laughs) use it again tomorrow. Just have one mode. What's wrong with that? And then coach that up even. Get that one mode really coached up. Well, I'd love to see people's communal kitchens that they use at work and what they do at their communal kitchen at work versus their home kitchen in their apartment. Do you think it's the same? You think they leave the microwave door open and go to bed? I think you're you're giving people a lot of credit. They can screw their own environments up pretty good. But I'm just saying. I've seen my (laughs) kids. kids That's not theirs. They don't don't pay for that. Thank you, Groundling. Alumni, Jack Hall. No, they don't do what they do at home, at work, and it's certainly not on the sidewalk. Who spits their gum in their own driveway? Right, right. All right. So, one mode. Could we do it? I hope so. Well, who's going to talk about it? We're talking about it. Who else? I'm talking about it. You're sitting there like a lump. Where's Phil? What do you want to give him? I just want to know where Philly Cheesesteak is. He's not in is. here, I don't think. Oh, he's, there he is, by the door. He's my muse. He's completely, he's blocking the door with that huge body of his. He's laying on his side. <laughs> All right. I'll tell him. A fire. We'd have to move him out of the way to get out of here. True car, man. Hmm. You want some tips? I'll give you a tip. Put that key fob on your chin. Increase its range. Here's another tip you may know. You may not know. You may not know the true car. Also helps people get used cars with a certified dealer network nationwide inventory of nearly one 
million, nearly one million used cars. Enjoy real pricing on actual inventory. Inventory and a simpler buying experience. That's what you get with True Car. Whether you buy new or used, you see what other people's pay for the exact same car. You get a great deal. And uh, before you buy, you know exactly what your price is. You lock it in and you get on with your happy life. Enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. When you're ready to buy new or used, check out True Car. Enjoy more confident buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Yeah, what I'm talking about, Drew, is called maturity. Just yeah, just you're yeah. mature. Yeah, and that's the way you handle things. Yeah, the guys I know who aren't mature, and the one I always bothers me is when the people that are on top of their shit feign the sort of out of it stupidity. I've had it happen a million people do it to me all the time. They go, "Didn't you pay so and so?" Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Mm. No, you didn't. Mm. Oh, I didn't. I always like when they come around immediately the other way. Hey, did you pay this guy for his work? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. I talked to him. He said you didn't. All right, so where should I send the check? Like, <laughs> well, now you're now you're lying in real time. Like, yeah. If I said I think I paid somebody, I got some follow up questions. Yeah, I'd be like, huh? Wait a minute. At least a little confusion. Right. All right. It's interesting. Uh, Drew, what we're talking about too is lying. It's uh, called lying that no one wants to call it lying anymore. That's you true. We need to get back to people lying. People lie, but we've given it a thousand different names. All right, let's talk to Chris. It's, it's weird. The, the actual liars aren't getting called out. You no, know what I mean? but other things are being called lying because they're saying things like, "I feel like I did pay yeah. you back." You know, like that's it's called lying. You feeling like uh, you did. Chris, 45, Los Angeles. That's right. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, man. What's going on? Well, I've been back in L.A. for about a year now, and it's really hard to meet women, especially when you don't have a lot of, like, bros, wingmen to hang with. L.A.'s so spread out, you know. I have friends, like, on the other side of town. Not a real lot of occasion to meet up. So as a single dude in a singleish town like L.A. could be a solitary town, just looking for any advice on how – you can do it. I mean, it feels like if you go to the bars by yourself, you kind of look weird. <laughs> if you're not hanging with bros, your friends, you know. What about uh, what about all the apps? Have you tried any of that? They're okay, definitely, but they're really based a lot on looks and ideal sort of stats, right? I mean, guys, I'm certainly the same way when I'm going through the feed of girls that I might like, and I don't seem to connect with the ones that I'd like to. Um, I pay extra to see, or I have paid extra to see who likes you. And sometimes that's a scary proposition. They're oh. like, "Wow, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not that good looking." Oh. Uh, well, now, wait, you know, so Chris, yeah. hold on. I always find there's stuff you like. I mean, there's stuff you like. That's a community. That's stuff you like. What do you like? Necrophilia. <laughs> what do you like? Pretty much uh, death metal, necrophilia. No, um, TV, pop culture. Um, that probably doesn't get you out of the house too much, but I try to. Um, I like the hike. Uh, sometimes uh, I like bars I like trivia uh, I'm trying to think I feel like these days you just have to connect with your group and then your group starts doing stuff you know it starts building and meet other people yeah I mean usually you go, it's through work that that happens but this yeah. time not so much you know and, and obviously in this day and age maybe you don't want to go there no Work seems dangerous to me right now. Do you have but I guess, friends? Do you guys think the yeah. days of meeting a girl at like a grocery store or a bookstore or a coffee house, like in real life, 
are those kind of gone unless you kind of set something up like Adam's talking about with events and the sort of community? I think you're sort app. of relying on an asteroid to land in your backyard. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think that's a high probability mm-hmm. move mm. or to depend on that anyway. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I, I All I know is community. I would think about work. I would think about guys I worked with. I would think about going out. I would think about the ones that were married who had friends, whose wives had friends mm. who'd want to set you up. I mean, that that's what it feels things. like yeah, to me. Going to parties, going to uh, common yeah, yeah. events. Like, common... Right. It seems like there's so many events, like there's so much going on. There's so much to do. And I feel like so many of these guys are going to have the wife who has the friend, who's divorced, who's single, who's over all the stuff that chicks are into when they're 26 and now ready to settle in with something a little more consistent. Yep. That's the key. All right. Uh, first response. Parker. Yeah. yeah. Parker. Yes, sir. What's going on? Oh, hello. Gentlemen, you live. You live. We Seven live. Him. You live. Yeah. What's going on? All right, well, uh, I'm a first responder in L.A. Uh, I work with one of the ambulance companies. And, uh, well, when I was growing up, uh, grew up out of state, I was uh, essentially, well, I was molested for a few years by uh, an uncle. Mm. And uh, my aunt hid it from the family until I kind of broke the news to my parents uh, maybe five or six years ago. How old were you? And. Uh, at the time, it occurred from when I was five years old to ten years old, roughly. Wow. Sorry for that. How old? How much um, older was the uncle? Oh, he. It was my grandmother's brother-in-law, so he was probably forties or fifties at the time. Boy, I wonder what happened to him. <laughs> and uh, what? what uh, uh, how much? How how deep did the molestation go? I mean, how brutal was it? Um, I, I wouldn't say brutal is the, is, uh, is the right word. I mean, um, nothing, nothing too graphic. I mean, he kind of just, uh, I was left with him and my aunt a lot of, a lot of the time while my, while my parents worked and, um, it wasn't anything too, too violent. Uh, it wasn't much in the way of assault. It was kind of just passive molestation, I guess. I, I, I don't think Adam meant aggression or. or no, I just meant like did he fondle you or like what was. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, was there oral sex, anal sex? I mean, how how extreme was this? No, uh, just fondling, sir. Okay. All right. Well, look, the reason we ask is because it's like I, I don't know if you're like me, but it's like oh, Roy Moore, the guy's a pedophile. Like, <laughs> no, he's with teenage girls. Doesn't make him a hero, but a far cry from being with a seven-year-old. Like, in terms of your wiring. Right? Yeah. We're getting a little crazy with the labeling of everything, right? I mean, I feel like it's... No, I definitely see Pedophiles that. are prepubescent. It's in a weird way. It, it All these extreme, blurry declarations started with news headlines. And now they're starting to be applied to everything. So that's where the whole fake news... Everything's becoming fake news. Like, right. If you show me a guy who's 31 and he's with a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old, I probably wouldn't want to have beers with that guy, but this has been going on for a long time in this world. You show me a guy who's 31 and he's with a 6-year-old, then that guy needs to be destroyed 
in my mind. That's the difference between those two guys. So if you're just going to go pedophile and we're going to build some umbrella that just covers both of them, I don't think that's going to be helpful for me because I'm trying to figure out who needs to be destroyed and then who needs to ostracize. Ostracize. Thank you. Uh, So, Parker, the question for us is what? Um, well, I, when I was a teenager, I was seeking treatment with a uh, family therapist and I'd like to, I'd like to go back into treatment. I stopped that, uh, for a few years and, uh, I was wondering what, what kind of options I, I might have here because I've been finding, um, when, when I'm, when I'm out on duty, I'm on scene, you know, I don't shake. I, my nerves are completely still, but I, my stress responses outside of work, um, I've stopped eating and sleeping recently. And I uh, kind of like what would like to get that fixed. Be- because, jeez, because of work, this is happening. I think um, it's because of his history. No, no, no. But I mean, the, uh, suddenly eating and stopping eating and sleeping is because you can't regulate your emotions around things you're seeing at work, or something um, else. I I would not say so. Um, I wouldn't say it's in regards to work. I've had a rather rather tame experience. I mean, there are there are traumatic incidents for sure, but. Um, I would attribute it to. All right, well, uh, let, to let my me history. just let me just say you you are a million miles from your feelings, and so whatever treatment you, you know, it's like, well, I just happen to shake and, and tremor when I'm having I'm so upset that it's like like a robot. You, <laughs> you, you need to get connected to your primary affect experiences, and that takes some work. Uh, you have to, you know, emotionally focused <laughs> therapy. Somebody who has experience treating sexual abuse survivors, and you're going to have to spend some time doing it, and you have to do it for a while. And also, I okay. you know I don't know how much of this is the sexual component, which is some of it or a lot of it, and then how much of it is just the dread you must have had, the fear, the terror, getting dropped off, your parents well, you learn, being, you, you dropping learn, them you off. You learn to dissociate. You learn to shut your right, feelings down. Right, but I just down. mean, yeah. I mean, you remember all those things, Drew? I don't know how much of this you had, but I, like, yeah. I remember as a kid – you know, getting dropped off at somebody's house or something and just kind of going like, oh, yeah, it dread. smells weird yes, in here. And how long? We'll pick you up Monday. Uh, and like, it smells weird. And the person's weird yeah. and they're crabby and yep. they're whatever. And they call, you know, I call you Mr. And, and it's like, you go like, uh, I want a snack. No, we're eating in four and a half hours. Sorry. No. And it's like, and lots of weird rules. Don't yeah. touch grandpa's chair. Stay away from the chair. Who did this to you? Where were you? I could remember. Now, we didn't have rules or anything at my house. But keep in mind, because my parents didn't want to raise their kids, right. there's a lot of, like, dumping off. Yes, yes. And it was a common thing back in that day, and it, day and time. Right. And I could remember, like, friend of the family, but not quite related to the family, and, like, weird house with Maybe weird old person got, smell that's and like where you got abused man that explains so much and getting dumped off there yeah, yeah. and kind of going god stuff. this is going to be a long week plastic like, on the furniture where are my friends uh, i don't have friends the food's weird you know the house smells weird yeah. you're not supposed to touch anything the bat the bed's too high and kind of itchy you know it's seven o'clock lights out you know like stuff like that and he's like laying on top of the bed looking at the ceiling going, like, what day is it like when when's this gonna end yeah yeah all right i'm miserable uh live basic cable commentary coming up uh january 25th irvine improv 8 p.m cobra me and mike august up on stage 
And uh, Corolla Drinks at Lynette over there. And uh, get some merch, man. Get some buck slips at uh, uh, the uh, merch store. Adam Corolla Show merch over at uh, Adam Corolla. Dot com. Drew, what do you got? Go to doctor.com, check out the family of pods, you sign up for the contact list, give me your email, try to answer. So until next time, man, I'm Corbin Dr. Say, Mahalo.